0: Ten years ago, when Yeshiva commemorated the Rose 20th Yorzeit, my mother, Harenika Parash Meshkova, spoke. She was uniquely positioned to do so, possessing an acutely keen mind and sensitive heart, a highly developed sense of drush, and enriched by a lifetime of exemplary kibbutz o'ov. Shimusha Shemusha as all who were present or subsequently listened online recall, my mother stole the show. She spoke penetratingly, poignantly, and powerfully, punctuating her remarks with personal reminiscences. She depicted her father as a bal'amuna. It was his Amuna which inspired him in his role as teacher of his generation. His amunah consisted of the fervent belief in the divine assurance that Torah was eternal, that it would always remain valid, and that Torah was relevant to all generations, to all places, and at all times. My remarks this morning begin with, due to time constraints, my mother left off, intended as a footnote to her inspiring, insightful depiction. The Rambam in his Akdamah to Perish Mishnai describes Masorah, the transmission of Tarash Abelpet. Vikasher meis, referring to Moshe Abbeinu, after he had already bequeathed, transmitted to Yehoshua all the interpretations Hakkadish Baruch who had given him on Harsinai, Ubemosel, and in turn, at the time of Yeshua's death, Yoshua, Yeshua, Lezikenim. Yeshua transmitted to the Zikenim. Veshuv Mosru, Osam, HaZikenim, Masha, Kiblu, And subsequently, the Zakanim handed off the Masorah, transmitted the Masorah to the Neviim. And then the Neviim, one to the next. V'lohoi yo there wasn't a single generation within the Shal Shalos HaMasara where there weren't chidushim. And the subsequent generation then fed off of the chidushim of the previous generation. And never ever did the transmission of perushim mukubalim falter. There was never any disagreement. In this extraordinary depiction, the Rambam captures the wondrous dialectic which defines and sustains Masora. Every generation exhibits absolute faithfulness to the totality of the Masorah. Every parish makubal is faithfully transmitted. And simultaneously, while steeped in tradition and committed to transmission, every generation was Mahadesh. Lohoya e'ez In his abdomen to the Yad HaChazoka, The Rambam again emphasizes this remarkable dialectic. Transmission and chidush, tradition and discovery are inextricably intertwined and together form the double helix of the eternal masara. Initially, a word of explanation is in order as to the compatibility of tradition and chiddush, and subsequently as to their symbiotic complementarity. A genuine chiddush, unlike a shinui, is a discovery rather than an innovation, a profound insight rather than a presumptuous invention. By way of analogy, Newton did not invent gravity, he discovered it. As such, a genuine chidrush naturally emerges. It's never artificially imposed because it already inheres within the tradition. And thus, unlike innovation, chidrush doesn't stray from tradition. On the contrary, it deepens and expands our understanding of Masorah, its latent truths and implications. In his Divrei Hespit for the Rav, delivered here in this auditorium almost 30 years ago during the Shloshim, my father Zatzal eloquently formulated this idea. A chiddush is present in Torah, but temporarily invisible. The resourceful erudite interpreter Brings this new old truth to everyone's attention. This is really what the Ramban is telling us in the introduction to his Melchamus Hashem. It's incumbent upon us to probe the subject matter of Torah and mitzvahs to bring the hidden to light. By way of illustration, speaking of the Rambam in his chidush, and my father continued, the Masorah is being deepened and expanded by a great Chacham HaMasorah who succeeds in discovering inherent, authentic ideas. And now a word of explanation as to the symbiotic complementarity of tradition in chiddush. Torah is, of course, Torah Hashem, Hashem exists outside of time, as such, He is ageless. Lo yochulu zikna gam seva The categories of old age and youth do not apply to You. So too, the categories of senescence and youthfulness. Since Hashem Yisburoch is ageless, so too is His Chokhmah, that is, His Torah. Every day you should perceive Devei Torah as new. As Fasemis explains, we have to perceive Devei Torah as new because they are new. The timeless Torah of the ageless Nosin HaTorah is forever new. This quality of timelessness is a source of chidosh. A Torah which is forever chadoshah, will forever yield authentic chidushim. And thus, chidushim are not only compatible with masorah, they are indispensable because they reveal and project the agelessness of Torah. A masorah without chidush distorts Torah. It preserves an old Torah, rahman al A masorah with chidush sustains Torah. It transmits a timeless Torah. Hence the Rambam's emphatic depiction, in truth, a definition that In every generation, the Bali Masorah discovered and revealed latent chidushim. At this juncture, we must remind ourselves of a metaphysical equation, or perhaps tautology, Timelessness equals eternity. In truth, in speaking of the timelessness of Torah, we have been speaking of its nitzchiyos, eternity. The nitzchiyos, timeliness of Torah, one facet of which is its inexhaustible capacity for chidushim, renders it forever timely, applicable, relevant, and valid. The Hashkocha ordained that the Rav appear on the historical stage at a most critical time, when some people were sounding and others were hearing the death knells of orthodoxy. The older generation was demoralized, the younger generation apathetic or antagonistic. In an all-too-common representative scene on Shabbos mornings, parents would wake their children to go to work before they themselves went off to show When the Rav arrived in the 1930s, Boston was home to approximately, I think, 100,000 Jews, amongst whom he reminisced, there was a total of six young men who were Shomay Shabbos. All attempts to transplant Torah into the foreign soil of the New World had utterly failed. To continue trying seemed futile. As my mother, Arenika Paras Meshkova, depicted, the Rav was sustained and animated by his faith in Nitzrius HaTorah. But he became and succeeded as the teacher of his generation because he personified that vibrant Nitzrius. Masterfully steeped in tradition and existentially committed to transmission, he was a Mayana Mizgabe. An effervescent spring whose waters were fresh and refreshing. When people, old and young, learned and simple, men and women, encountered the Rav, Ashir or was not simply a class, rather an encounter. They experienced the captivating vibrancy of the timeless Eternal Torah. They were captivated and inspired by his words, but also by his very persona. The vibrancy of the Rav's Torah, of Torah, manifests itself in at least three realms, halacha, machshava, and religious experience. When the Rav learnt a Tata of Gemara, the words came to life. They were reunited with the nishmas Torah, No longer lifeless words, they were revealed to embody profound, lively, nuanced, foundational ideas. When the Rav taught, the words of the Gemara, the Rishonim, appeared to be dancing before your eyes. In private conversation, I recall, the Rav once dismissed the chidushim of a certain Maggid shir as boring. Genuine chidushim emerge from the vibrant wellspring of Nitzrius and thus are exciting, pulsating with life. Such are his chidushim, such were his shiurim. If you want to experience some degree of that vibrancy and simcha firsthand, study the chidushai Torah especially that he himself wrote. The Chidushe Torah that have been preserved in Kit Kovitz Chidusha Torah and, and in the Igor Sagrid. Famously, Dive Kaboda, Dive Agoda appear off limits to us. Stumim Vachasumim. The Rav possessed the seemingly magical power to reveal the true meaning, depth, and richness of Agadata. I recall Ibn Shnei once commenting, asking the Rav, I can't give shiurim and halacha comparable to yours, but at least I can understand how it's possible for you to give such shiurim. But how are you able to give such drashas to interpret Agarita? The Rav responded, My father taught me to read between the lines. That seemingly magical ability to read between the lines, to creatively reconstruct the nimshal from the moshal, the exceedingly rich idea from the metaphor, revealed the forever relevant Hashkafos HaTorah and manifest its eternal vibrancy. For the Rambam and many other vale-masorah, the study of philosophy was a religious obligation, a necessary complement to the study of halakha. In the philosophical realm as well, the Ravs Mahshava and Khidush were timelessly vibrant, exciting, and even epical. To a degree one can and should experience that vibrancy and excitement firsthand by studying the Rav's Ksavim, Isha Aloka, Vikashna etc. The Rav personified the vibrant, majestic Nitzchiyas HaTorah in a manner which is exceedingly rare, even amongst Gedoli Yisrael, by virtue of his being a Sar HaTorah. He combined highly creative mastery of all fields, halacha, kabbalah, and philosophy. And because he personified the vibrancy and majesty of Nitzchiyas HaTorah, he taught and convinced the generation to commit to that Nitzrius. Torah is eternally vibrant. It possesses the quality of being forever fresh and meaningful, not only intellectually, but experientially as well. I I didn't know what the... What what the the, the clip was going to consist of, so I I, I can be Makatsu here. Scrupulous halachic observance allows for an exceedingly rich inner life, a life of purpose and connection. In this realm as well, the Rav tirelessly taught. Overcoming his natural shyness, he would share his religious experience. to reveal to the tsibor not only the brain waves of Yahadus, but its heartbeat as well. Many years ago, I, I heard a story from, uh, from Rav Goldvach of uh, the, the founding of Rosh Yeshiv of that on one of his walks with Rav Velvel, Rav Velvel was... Recounting the famous Beis Halevi on La Sachmod, where the Beis Halevi responds to the Ibn Ezra's Rabbi Yismahu, how can the Torah legislate in the realm of instinctive reaction? And he famously answers with a Moshul of of someone who's a man who's obsessed with a certain woman. He's on one side of the river in the winter. She's on the other side. The river's frozen over. He's crossing the river in her direction. And then all of a sudden, he hears this cracking sound. And the Mesa Levi describes what happens to this individual who was so ensnared by his lust, it was impossible for him to extricate himself. So all of a sudden the only thing he can think about is the icy grave that awaits him below. Says the Beis HaLevi, Yir Shamayim, when it's real enough and genuine enough and runs deep enough, can mold our instincts and our instinctive reactions as well. So after Revell finished finish sharing it, so, Goldwich described very graphically how he stopped in the middle of his walk and reached out and, and grabbed onto his arm and said, "Chaim Yankel, you know, such a pshat you don't say with the head. Such a pshat you can only say with the heart." there are many, many aspects and elements of the Reb's Torah that were said both with the head and with the heart. Both in Uvikash Misham, also in one of the Chuvadrashas, which is summarized in Allah Chuva, the Rabb talks about what the term Leida means in the beginning of Hilchos Yesoda when the Rambam writes, Yesoda, Yesodas V'omarachochos Leida Sheyesham Motzi And the Rabb says it doesn't only mean cognitively, doesn't only mean intellectually to know, to be able to outline the steps of a logical proof that establish definitively metziyash Sashem, but it means it also has a sense of intuitive, immediate grasp and experience. The same way a person is aware of himself, his own life, his own existence, not based on logical inference, but it's an immediate experience so too that should be that's the Yidya Sashem of which the Rambam is speaking. That chat was said not only with the Moach, but with the Leif. Due to time constraints, I'll just mention obviously to personify Torah, as the Rav did, requires an individual of sterling character, of total impeccable integrity, of tremendous chesed, and the Rav was all that and more. In conclusion, I'd like to comment and basically echoing what's already been said on the significance of this morning's kinos. The, the, the Rav was not only a Chad B'Dorah, but his majestic, panoramic, creative mastery of all, all branches of Torah made him a Yochid in many, many Doros. I think Rabbi Ganak once once commented that. He, he doesn't know if, if the world will see such an individual again until Yemos HaMashiach. The significance of, of this morning's kinos is as much as possible to... We're not going to... We're not going to see such a demus. It's highly unlikely that we'll be zocha to see such a dumus in our lifetimes. Looking back retrospectively... Learning as much as possible and as much as possible firsthand to try to have this encounter with the vibrant Nitzchios of Torah and to recommit and rededicate ourselves to it.